After 14 seasons at the helm, Pete Carroll is out as head coach of the Seahawks. How will the quarterback situation with Geno Smith and company impact landing his replacement? I'm going to be breaking it all down in our Thursday edition of Locked On Seahawks. You are Locked On Seahawks, your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings 12, this is Corbin Smith, host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast, your daily Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A special thanks to each and every one of the 12s out there. Thank you for making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week, whether you're listening in Bremerton, Washington, or down south in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. The Seahawks made waves yesterday. Not the only big coaching news out there, but Pete Carroll done as head coach after 14 seasons. We're going to start combing through how this impacts the rest of the roster and how the rest of this roster impacts finding the replacement for Pete Carroll. Today, a quarterback-centric episode. Going to be looking at some head coaching candidates who may be good fits with Geno Smith, candidates that might be best with a young quarterback bringing in a rookie. It's going to be a really fun episode, and it's brought your way by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to pricepicks.com slash locked in nfl and use the code all lowercase locked in nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 now for your lead story here on our thursday edition of locked on seahawks one of three major moves made in the coaching ranks in college football in the nfl yesterday the seahawks and pete carroll mutually agreed to part ways at least from the sense of being a coach carroll stepping into an advisory role after 14 seasons at the helm for seattle and with his departure there are a ton of questions regarding who's going to replace him and i think one of the things that is going to be the biggest I don't know if I want to say it's the biggest impact or most impactful aspect of hiring a new coach, but there's no question any interested candidates looking at these now eight openings in the NFL, they're going to be looking at the quarterback situation, making a verdict whether that's the job they want. Now, obviously, there's only 32 NFL head coaching jobs, so you're not going to get picky. Even the Carolina Panthers, who I think are going to have to pay way more than market price to get a quality head coach, given what's happened there the last couple of years with owner David Tepper. Even the Panthers, that is one of 32. There are a lot of coaches out there that would just love the opportunity, even if it's the Carolina Panthers. They want that chance to be an NFL head coach, and there's only 32 jobs of those out there. But still, these coaches are going to be jockeying for position with the best jobs out there. And I think quarterback is a huge thing in this entire process year. Now, what interesting is if the Seahawks had a top five pick or even a top 10 pick in this year's draft, and of course they could trade up to try to move up in the draft to get in position to be able to draft a quarterback, but they're going to be head coaches that in this interview process, they are going to outline that, that they are comfortable or they would prefer to have their own quarterback and be able to develop that player. And maybe the Seahawks are looking for a coach that fits that bill. But I think if you're looking at the current state for these eight teams that are looking for head coaches, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, the Seahawks are in a pretty darn good spot. Looking at the eight teams right now, and these are just starters at the end of the season. Who knows how many of these guys are going to be starting for their respective teams in week one next year. But 
the Atlanta Falcons have Desmond Ritter, who got benched like seven times this year, and they kept putting Taylor Heineke in. So who knows what his future is? They're trying to find a new coach. Carolina, if you're a big believer in Bryce Young, he was the number one overall pick, had a rough rookie season, but he was the number one overall pick, a former Heisman Trophy winner. That may have some allure for certain coaching candidates. The Raiders, they had Jimmy Garoppolo. He got hurt. Aiden O'Connell was a starter for most of the end of the season. I think the only team on this list that has a better quarterback situation than the Seahawks currently would be the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert has a chance to be a top five quarterback in this league, but for whatever reason, they have not been able to get over the hump as a playoff team with him under center. But you're talking about a guy in his mid-20s, one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. But the rest of these teams, the Patriots are clearly going to be moving on from Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. Tennessee, Will Levis showed some flashes this year, but who knows what he is going to be in terms of being a franchise quarterback. And Washington, if you're a coach that is looking for the opportunity to develop a quarterback, the Commanders have a top three draft pick after the way things imploded at the end of the season. So that is the big feather in the cap that Washington has with this new ownership group. They can throw out that top three pick and say, hey, you've got a chance to get one of the top picks in the litter here and get yourself a quarterback of your own if you're a believer in Sam Howell. Sam Howell is still here, but I would think that they are going to draft a quarterback there. Nonetheless, of the returning quarterbacks on that list, aside from Justin Herbert, Geno Smith, in my opinion, is the second best quarterback on there. And I don't even think it's close. There's a few young quarterbacks there like Desmond Ritter, that maybe with a different coaching staff, he has a chance to turn into a quality starting quarterback long-term. But right now, you really have Justin Herbert, then you have Geno Smith, and then there's everybody else. A lot of guys that probably aren't going to be starting for their respective teams next season. And so that, to me, makes this Seahawks coaching job. It's just one of several reasons that I'll be breaking down over the next several episodes of the show. But it's just one of the many reasons that I think the Seahawks have one of the most appealing jobs going into this process that's available. You've got a really talented roster, especially on the offensive side of the football. And Geno Smith was comeback player of the year two years ago. This season was not as productive stat-wise, but he finished the last four games. He was as good as any quarterback in the league. He's got all those weapons like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. You've got some young offensive linemen that you invested high picks in that you still believe have a chance to be studs top 10 caliber players at their position there's a lot of pieces here but I think the quarterback aspect that is really going to create some intrigue in who the Seahawks are going to pick for this head coaching position because I think it'll be telling who they end up selecting in this process what their plans are at quarterback Geno Smith's got a cap hit that's going to go above 30 million dollars this year it's going to jump three times from what it was the first year on his extension. Could there be some reworking on that contract? Sure, the Seahawks could explore that, but certainly there may be some coaches that they interview, prospective head coaches, that may say, I am more interested in having my own quarterback. I'm not looking to hitch onto the Geno Smith train. That happens in this process. And John Schneider may be open to that coming from the Ted Thompson executive tree where they used to draft a quarterback every year. This may be the opportunity that he sees to get that young quarterback that he can bring in, that he can have the right coach there to develop. But if you have a quality coach out there that looks at this team and says, you won nine games, I think we can easily be an 11 or 12 win team with the quarterback we have. I think there will be some candidates that certainly are interested in at least short term having Geno Smith as their bridge quarterback before bringing in a rookie that they can develop or they could draft a rookie this year and develop that player behind the scenes while Geno Smith is starting games. But 
I think that this is one of the more appealing situations. If you are a head coach candidate looking to jump in and you're not looking to rebuild, you're not looking for a multi-year project, the Seattle Seahawks are as good as anybody on this list with the talent they have and an established veteran quarterback who is definitely top 15, maybe top 12 when he's playing his best. There's a lot of teams that would be better off with Geno Smith under center. So I think that's going to make this entire thing fascinating. Not just the fact that we have not seen this in a long time in Seattle since Jim Mora Jr. was fired and they hired Pete Carroll back in 2010. It's been a long time coming. There has been a lot of stability. There's been a ton of coaches that have been moving on with different teams. And so this is a new process that a lot of younger Seahawks fans are not used to. So I think there's going to be some fascinating developments here, but there's no question in my mind, as is always the case, the quarterback situation or the draft pick situation to get that future quarterback, maybe a pairing of both those things. Those are going to be big factors for these candidates. And I think it's going to be a big factor of what the Seahawks are looking for at this point going into 2024 and beyond. Coming up next, building off of that, I'm going to look at four coaching candidates that the Seahawks should be considering that I think would be good fits with Geno Smith, keeping him as your starting quarterback for at least the next season or two. I'm going to be looking at several candidates on that front, and that'll be coming up next year on this QB-centric Thursday edition of Locked On Seahawks. Now for a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Life can be full of twists and turns and throw a few wrenches at you when you least expect it. So it's important to lead yourself through it all and make sure to put a focus on your mental health. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Therapy has truly worked wonders for me. This past year was extremely difficult with my wife and other family members dealing with health issues. But don't just take my word for it. Having someone in your corner to guide you when you're struggling to navigate obstacles can be invaluable. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and available to people worldwide. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you, and BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. BetterHelp has a special offer right now for all of our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. You're listening to the Thursday edition of Locked on Seahawks. This is your host, Corbin Smith. A special thanks out there to all the 12s that are tuning in. Thank you for making Locked on Seahawks your first listen five days a week, whether it's in season or off season. We greatly appreciate it. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for your 24-7 coverage for the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It is a new era, the dawn of a new era in Seattle. Pete Carroll no longer the coach of the Seattle Seahawks after 14 seasons. It's the first time since John Schneider arrived with Carroll in 2010, that he's going to have the opportunity to hire his own coach. And Carroll said in his press conference yesterday that was a big reason that he was on board with this mutual decision to move up to an advisory position to give John Schneider that chance to be able to hire his own coach and see what he can do to keep this team moving forward and get them back to contention. And with that, there's all kinds of names being thrown around. Rob Rang and I yesterday, we dished out I believe we had 10 different candidates that we had outlined as possibilities for this Seahawks coaching job. And 
I want to take a step forward today, a little bit more of a micro approach, looking at coaches that are going to be good fits for the current quarterback under center Geno Smith. And then later in the show, I'm going to look at some coaches that may be a better fit if you are looking to bring in a young quarterback that you want to play as soon as possible, or maybe even somebody that can handle the bridge transition from Geno Smith to a rookie quarterback or a second year quarterback next year. And so this is going to be really an interesting way to look at all the potential candidates. And there may be some names that I omit today that end up becoming part of this discussion. There's always the chance there's going to be a candidate come out of nowhere that nobody was speculating. That's how this works, this business. And of course, you got guys like Bill Belichick that are now available. I don't think the Seahawks are going to make a play for him, but you never know. Let's start with the coaches that I believe would be the best fit if the Seahawks are going to go status quo at quarterback. At least these would be coaches that I think would be more than happy to sign on and work with Geno Smith, at least in the short term. And the first name that I'm going to throw out there is somebody that Seahawks fans are very familiar with. And of course, he's the first name that was mentioned yesterday in reports that the Seahawks were linked to, and that is Dan Quinn. And Quinn is a defensive coach. So for my listeners here, wondering why is he a good fit for Geno Smith. Look at his first head coaching job with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, they only made the playoffs twice in his five-plus seasons there. With that being said, he had a really good set of coordinators there. Kyle Shanahan, now the 49ers coach, was his offensive coordinator for a few years. And this offense kept humming. The offense was a key part of their success. Matt Ryan was first in the NFL from 2015 to 2019 in passing yards. He was fourth in completion rate fifth in touchdowns. He was sixth in interceptions, but that goes with the territory. He threw the ball as much as anybody during that span. A passer rating of seventh and third in yards per attempt. Now, obviously, that's not all on Dan Quinn. As I mentioned, he had some really good coordinators. Kyle Shanahan turned that into his head coaching position with the San Francisco 49ers, but Dan Quinn is really tapped in with the league. He's had a chance now to coach in Dallas. He has some connections with people like Kellen Moore, who just interviewed with the Chargers. He was their OC last year, interviewed for their head coaching job. We'll see what happens on that front. But those two work together in Dallas, and I could see that being a really fun pairing. Kellen Moore had a lot of success with Dak Prescott. Geno Smith, from a pocket-passing standpoint, has a lot of similarities to Dak Prescott. And so I think the scheme that he runs, if you could get a package deal there or bring back Brian Schottenheimer, there's a connection there with those guys coaching together in Dallas. There are some real good possibilities here where Dan Quinn can put his hand on the defense for the most part, bring in a really solid OC and let that coordinator work with Geno Smith. And I just feel like the scheme for Kellen Moore and Brian Schottenheimer, that Geno Smith has these strengths, the skill set to thrive with that. And we saw that in Atlanta, even though the Falcons defense never played up to expectations, they had injuries, there were issues drafting. I'm not putting all of that on Dan Quinn, but he's evolved with a couple other coaching positions he'd had. And I think that he would get a really nice staff put in place to ensure that Geno Smith is set up for success and maybe get back to the numbers he had in 2022 with a better defense, giving him more chances on the field as well. So I think Dan Quinn is obviously somebody he saw what Geno Smith can do to his Cowboys defense this year. That's one of the best defenses in football. And Geno Smith lit them up for three and a half quarters. I think he'd be more than happy to go into this head coaching job with Geno Smith as his quarterback. Now, Going outside the organization, my second candidate here, and this is maybe the most popular one I've seen on social media so far. 
There are a lot of 12s out there that would love to see Ben Johnson come to Seattle. And for good reason. If you've watched this Detroit Lions team ascend the last two years, this guy has been one of the key architects making the Lions a up-and-coming team turned into legitimate contender. And look what he's done with Jared Goff. Goff is second in the NFL over the last two years in passing yards. He's fourth in touchdowns, fifth in passer rating, fifth in yards per attempt. And oh, by the way, the Lions have a top five running game this year. Last year, they were in the top five in rushing touchdowns. So Ben Johnson brings a very well-rounded offensive attack. And I think that's going to be key for who they bring in as the head coach here. I think Dan Quinn's going to look for an offensive coordinator that's going to be able to get that run game going in Seattle. If he's the choice, Ben Johnson being the coordinator as the head coach, he knows how to get that running game assembled with multiple backs, work those guys together as compliments, and he obviously knows how to build a passing game. He did it with Jared Goff, and I think Jared Goff and Geno Smith have a lot of similarities with the way that they attack the middle of the field and arm strength and accuracy. There are a lot of similarities between those two quarterbacks. Not identical, but I think Geno Smith would thrive in Ben Johnson's system. The big question with him, of course, no head coaching experience, but the guy has shown that he can get the job done as a play caller, and he would be in my opinion, one of the top candidates for the Seahawks that would make sense to put with Geno Smith with that track record he has with Jared Goff. Next on my list, another defensive coach, and this is a big name. Mike Vrabel just was fired recently by the Tennessee Titans, two down seasons. But you got to remember the first three years when he had a more talented roster in Tennessee, they made an AFC championship game, two seasons with double-digit wins. They had another year that they were nine-win team and nearly made the playoffs. Mike Vrabel had some really good teams, and Ryan Tannehill had a career resurgence. And and I can tell you this watching the Titans from afar this year, Mike Vrabel was just not excited about Malik Willis having a young quarterback that runs around. He wanted to have that established veteran that could be able to sling the ball from the pocket, and Will Levis brought that as a rookie too. He's more catered to do that with his skill set. But this is a coach that I think in a perfect situation for him, he lands somewhere where there's an established so that he can build the defense. He's already got the pieces. The Seahawks have a better receiving core than the Titans ever had. Even when A.J. Brown was there, they didn't have the other two receivers like the Seahawks do. This would be the most talented offensive team that he has had during his time in the NFL if the Seahawks hired him. And I just think he would want that veteran quarterback like Ryan Tannehill was for the Titans for several years. Geno Smith would be that facilitator of the offense get that ground game going, upgrade the offensive line if possible. Those are the things I think Mike Vrabel would want to do. So he'd be another one. I just think, yeah, you could draft a QB, but I think he would want that veteran presence, and Seattle could be an appealing destination for him. And the last one here that I've got down, and this is going to be the most controversial one. I've already noticed that on social media, and those of you that were listening to the show yesterday – I've noticed there's not really a mid-ground. There's either that, yes, we absolutely need to hire Jim Harbaugh, or there's stay away from him, he is the play. There doesn't seem to be a mid-ground. But what makes him fascinating is you got to go back to his time in San Francisco. Alex Smith was viewed as a bust before Jim Harbaugh came into the NFL, and he missed some time, Smith did, with injury. Colin Kaepernick ended up becoming the quarterback. San Francisco had a lot of success with him, too. But Alex Smith was seventh in completion rate. He was seventh in passer rating. And he averaged 7.4 yards per attempt. And the 49ers, that was when they really got going when Jim Harbaugh came and he was able to get what was the best out of 
Alex Smith. And we saw him do that with Colin Kaepernick too. And so I think that he would be a coach. Money's going to talk with Jim Harbaugh. That is going to be huge because he's been weighing a 10-year, $125 million deal with a no NFL clause with the Michigan Wolverines. But he has got an NFL agent now. I think he very much wants that opportunity to go after a Super Bowl. This is a guy that knows how to build a ground game. He's done it everywhere that he's been, and that is only going to help the quarterback. And I think he's shown he can win with quarterbacks that are arguably less talented than what Geno Smith is. So I think you could easily sell him on with the receivers Seattle's got, with the running backs they've got. Hey, let's get this offensive line shored up, more offensive balance. And Geno Smith can be the guy that can facilitate this offense. So I think all four of those coaches, all four of those candidates would be perfect fits to put with Geno Smith and the current offense the Seahawks have and see if you can get this team playing with more consistency, more physicality, a better run game to complement Geno Smith. I think all four of those coaches to varying degrees would be good fits to put with Geno Smith. Up next, I'm going to take a step away from the veteran quarterback and start to look at some candidates that would make really good fits with a young quarterback or maybe have interest in bringing in somebody different to run the offense. Don't go away. You're listening to the Thursday edition of Locked on Seahawks. This episode is brought your way by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk about real life for a second. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, and that's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or one of my family members got sick with a supply chain issue keeping them from getting life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we're going to be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, whether it's UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physical encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com right now and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. You're listening to the Thursday edition of Locked On Seahawks. I'm your host, Corbin Smith. A special thanks to all the 12s listening in, whether you're watching live on YouTube or listening in on the podcast platform of your choice. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week. It's a historic week, uh, one that's bittersweet. And at the same time, there's some excitement as well for Seahawks fans. Pete Carroll no longer the coach after 14 seasons, he and the team agreeing mutually for him to move into an advisory role, which means John Schneider will get his first crack at hiring his own coach. Last segment, I was looking at four candidates. Some of them have been rumored with the Seahawks, some have not, but I looked at four candidates who I think would be really good fits to team up with Geno Smith or would prefer to have that established veteran quarterback in play. Let's switch gears now to the coaches that I think would be on the other side of the coin that in the interview process, maybe they would say, I'm okay with starting off with Geno Smith, but I really need that quarterback, that young quarterback that I can develop. Or maybe you have somebody come and say, I want a veteran, but I don't want the one that you have in place. And before we get to that real quick, looking at what could be available on the free agent market, Kirk Cousins is set to be a free agent. He is coming off an Achilles tear He and Russell Wilson, ironically enough, 
are probably going to be the two biggest names on the free agent market. Ryan Tannehill is going to be a free agent. You got players like Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, Drew Locke is going to be a free agent. The Seahawks want to bring him back. There's really not a ton of established veterans that have started for an extended period of time that are going to be available on the market. This year's draft has a lot of exciting prospects. Caleb Williams, Drake May, I think most people, the consensus is they're going to be the first two picks in the draft, or at least picking the first three selections. Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, is rising up boards, a really exciting dual threat guy. Michael Penix from Washington had a rough national championship game, but we'll talk about a guy that can sling the pigskin an athletic player that has all the intangibles you're looking for. And then you got some players like Bo Nix, Cameron Ward, Spencer Rattler. You could have a few others like McCarthy from Michigan that throw their helmet in the ring as well. There's a lot of talent in this quarterback class. A handful of those guys I expect to go early in the draft. And then you're probably looking at some second, third rounders, maybe some day three guys that you can take a flyer on like Spencer Rattler. But These are the types of quarterbacks where some coaches might be coming in saying, hey, I like this kid. I will take this job, but this is what I prefer over Geno Smith. And there's a few coaches that in this cycle I believe would be good fits. If that's what John Schneider wants to do, he may want to move forward with Drew Locke and a rookie quarterback and see how quickly they can phase to that future franchise quarterback. That may be what he desires. And if that's the case, there's a few coaching candidates that jump out to me. The first one being Bobby Slowick from the Houston Texans. And Rob and I talked about him briefly yesterday. This is a guy that's only 36 years old, and yet he's been in the NFL for most of the years since he was 24 years old. He had a couple of years that he was at the college level, but he started off with the then Washington Redskins. He moved to the San Francisco 49ers, was there for six years under Kyle Shanahan. He's got a defensive coaching background, which I actually think really helps as an offensive coordinator. He's coached on both sides of the football. And you look what he did with C.J. Stroud this year. Now it helps having a top five pick of that kind of talent. But C.J. Stroud finished eighth in passing yards, fifth in passer rate, third in yards per attempt, 13th in touchdowns. That was missing two games with a concussion. Bobby Slowick did a fantastic job. The Houston Texans won the AFC South in year one of the D'Amico Ryans era as coach. And with C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback under center from the get-go. And he's been a big part of that. Running the ball has been a struggle at times for him, but I think that looks more at the talent there. He is from the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, so you know he knows how to orchestrate and scheme up a ground game. But I could see Slowick with the success he had this year, being a younger coach with C.J. Stroud. I could see him being a candidate that comes in and say, you know what, I can win with Geno Smith, but I'd like to have a quarterback that I can develop of my own, and that could sway the decision-making process for the Seahawks. Again, that may be what John Schneider wants. Another young candidate that I could see making sense for similar reasons, Brian Callahan of the Cincinnati Bengals, another guy that is just 37 years old, so mid-30s. He's been around for a while, though. He's been with the Raiders. He's been with the Bengals for the last five years. And look what Joe Burrow has done when healthy. And I took out the 2023 season because I don't think he ever was really healthy this year before going injured reserve with a wrist injury that required surgery. But in the three years he was healthy, eighth in passing yards, first in completion rate, seventh in touchdowns, third in passer rating, fourth in yards per attempt. Brian Callahan was a big part of that, and he's been doing it with an offensive line that's been shaky for much of that time. So we know Seattle's track record on that front. This is a guy that's been able to put together a really finely tuned offense. 
Not a lot of emphasis on the ground game. That's the one negative. But this is a guy that had a ton of success early with Joe Burrow. He knows how to coach young quarterbacks. So this could be a candidate if you're looking at somebody that can come in and develop a signal caller for the future. Could he work with Geno Smith? Absolutely. But I could see this being a coordinator that comes in and says, I would like to have my own young guy that I can mold into the future starter here in my first head coaching gig. So I could see Callahan being somebody that makes a lot of sense. And there's already other teams out there, such as the Panthers, that have been taking a look at him as a head coaching candidate. And the third one on my list here, this one, the statistics are not going to jump out this year. Eric Bieniemy was coaching in Washington this year. He got away from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. He wanted to show what he could do out of their shadows in Washington. And if you look at the numbers with Sam Howell as a quarterback, Howell did finish 12th in passing yards. He finished first in interceptions. That is not a category you want to be first in. And most of these other categories were 15th or lower. He did throw 21 touchdown passes. I saw enough commanders games, including against the Seahawks at Lumen Fielder this year to know that Howell made a lot of mistakes, but there were also some flashes of stellar quarterback play from him. And I think a big part of that was Eric Bieniemy who put together a system that allowed him to succeed. And then look at what happened when Jacoby Brissett went in the lineup late in the season. Brissett lit it up. And I think a lot of that has to do with Eric Bieniemy. I still am high on him from an X's and O's standpoint. There are some leadership question marks. I thought this was hilarious. Washington players apparently thought he was too intense last year. I think that speaks more about the players than the coach. Seattle may need some of that tough love on offense. But I think Eric Bieniemy is certainly a coach to take a look at who he might be one of those middle ground guys where he can come and say, Geno Smith is way better than Sam Howell. I could absolutely have success with him running my offense. But you could also look at it as a bridge quarterback situation for a year. Draft my QB now so I can start developing him and then we can mold him with our offense. So I think B enemy is certainly a candidate that would fit this mold where he may want his own quarterback. And there might even be a veteran out there that he thinks is better to run his system. But I can see B enemy certainly being one of those middle ground coaches. And the last one I'm going to mention real quick, I've already talked about, but this is the only guy of these candidates here where I truly believe that you could lump him into both and it would completely make sense. And that's Jim Harbaugh. He is the one coach on this list. Look what he just did. He just won a national championship at Michigan. He had great success at Stanford. He developed Andrew Luck. McCarthy, his current quarterback, there's a lot of first-round buzz with him if he enters the draft. I think he's a little bit unpolished yet at this point, but he has had great success developing quarterbacks. He had Josh Johnson, who's been on like every NFL team and has lasted a long time in the league at San Diego. He coached him up. So Jim Harbaugh knows how to develop quarterbacks just as much as he knows how to take veterans like Alex Smith back in the day and turn them into top 10, top 12 caliber starting quarterbacks. And so Jim Harbaugh would be the one coach here. And I'm not advocating that he should be the favorite. But there's no denying that with his background winning big at the college level at, at schools of all different sizes and of reputation and what he did in his time with the San Francisco 49ers, turning them into a juggernaut in the NFC, he's won with veteran quarterbacks. He's developed young guys. He made Colin Kaepernick a really good starting quarterback, and then his career fell off when Harbaugh left. This is a guy that just former NFL QB, he just knows how to manage and develop quarterbacks, whether they're veteran guys or they're newcomers coming in that he has to develop from scratch. Jim Harbaugh has shown he can do it all. And so he's the only candidate I would lump into both those and say, well, you could really say in either case, Jim Harbaugh just wins football games and he knows how to 
develop quarterbacks. It's going to be really interesting to see how Geno Smith and the Seahawks' current quarterback situation really plays into these interviews and what type of candidates that John Schneider and company are looking to interview. We should find out more in coming days. As always, you can follow me on X and Threads at Corbett Smith NFL. Make sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Seahawks on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Coming up on our Blue Friday show, we're going to have more coach talk. Nick Lee will be joining me. Maybe one of our games mixed in as well as we start to really spin the wheel looking at these candidates that could be prime targets to replace Pete Carroll. Thanks to everybody for listening in and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Go Hawks.